0: Hello, today we're going to talk about the topic of time as an object and what does that mean? Time as an object means how we experience time in a personified way and experience it as either closing in on us too much in a persecutory way or experience it as holding and flowing and and being friends with us and allowing us to flow with the flow of life. So, and of course, there's a big range in between experience time as a persecutor where there's never enough time um, or sometimes where you think there's too much time and you don't have enough inside to fill up the time. It can feel persecutory that way too. Or where time is... Holding us, and we feel content and relaxed into ourselves, and can feel there's enough time for everything. And then we can relax, feel held by time, comfortable with our flowing ourselves and expressing ourselves and thinking our thoughts and feelings. There's a whole range between the persecutory side and the holding side of time. But we do project personas from within us. Related to those we internalized early in life, either our parents, personalities, or also just experiences we've had, which make time to impinging on us, intrusive on us, as opposed to when we feel held and comfortable and have enough time to breathe and to think and to feel, then then we have a different experience of time and may create a persona of time as being gentle and, and soothing. So in order for us to become happier and more fulfilled in our lives, enjoying what we're doing in the moment rather than always worrying about what's going on in the future or being troubled by what went on in the past, in order for us to flow with the present, we need to understand that our conception of time is very related to what we project onto it that has personas involved like time as a persecutor persecutor or time as uh, like a holding mother that's holding us in a soothing way and allowing us to feel and think and and express ourselves freely without feeling we're going to be intruded on, impinged on, and have obstacles put in our way. Um, Now, the topic of time is a very weighty one. People talk about time management, but they usually talk about from the outside. I'm going to try to give more of an internal sense of time because whatever schedules you have for yourself from the outside, if you have internal problems about your conception of time, for example, always underestimating how much time something will take, and that's like set up as a habit in your thinking, then you're going you are setting up a situation where time is persecutory over and over and over again. Because every time you underestimate how much time it'll take to do something or in a day how many things you could do, you're setting yourself up for failure. You're setting yourself up to in the end feel like you're a loser because you're not going to get things done in the amount of time you thought it would take. If you overestimate time, you give yourself a chance to feel like a successful person every day because you know... You become habituated to getting things done before you expected you needed to, so you have a sense that you have the time to do what you need to do, and you overestimate how long it'll take, so you give yourself a cushion of time, extra time, and that way you can be really present and relaxed in what you're doing. This affects the total way you feel about yourself. As I say, then you can feel like you're a successful person each day, a winner rather than a loser in the simplest terms. And this just because of how you think about time. So no matter what external schedules you are doing, like a time management scheme, that can't be negotiated well if you don't have this internal conceptual sense of time where you allow yourself more time rather than less. And also there's there are times where people will think they have um, that in a sense they feel like time is too much for them because they don't have enough inside. They're not in touch with what's inside. They're not feeling like they have anything to say sometimes. Sometimes in psychotherapy a person will come in and say, I don't think I have enough to say today or I don't have anything to say today. And Generally that leads to a very profound session where the person opens up very deeply but only if the psychotherapist they're with um, is able to help them be aware that they're afraid of feeling things within that Painful feelings, angry feelings, aversive kinds of feelings that they're afraid of feeling Because we always have something to say. We always have thoughts and feelings flowing through us unless we have a defensive arrest in that Unless we're repressing our feelings or cutting them off or um, cutting off our thoughts and blocking them out. That's what building those psychological walls against thoughts and feelings. That's what makes arrest time an arrest experience. And then we might feel like we have nothing to say. But people always have thoughts and feelings flowing if they're in a natural organic state. So a psychotherapist will help the person to be aware they're blocking things or cutting things off or and that way they can they're open their awareness to feeling what they're afraid to feel, think what they're afraid to think. Often it's very painful feelings. Someone came into a therapy session recently with me and she's been coming two times a week and she's been working steadily with dream material and with all thoughts and associations to what her dreams and experiences mean and. Every session felt very important. Suddenly she's feeling like she has nothing to say in such an effort to get there. Maybe she should cut back to once a week. But when we took a look at the situation together, um, we realized that she was blocking pain and that once she opened to that there were all kinds of insights that she had in this session it was one of the more profound sessions she said you know it was so ironic at the end of the session that she came in thinking there was nothing to say and all of this profound material came out about her things in her family the the agonies of how her parents treated her brother, and then her brother repeated this with his son, and he committed suicide. I mean, real agonies that were went on. Um, and she was getting in touch with this because I made her aware that she was blocking feelings. So this session became very profound. And then I said to her that when you're stopping your thoughts and feelings because you're afraid of what you're going to feel or think, or both, then <coughs> it seems like Everything is such an effort to get to the session. Everything external seems so much more difficult when the internal isn't flowing. And our concept of time is part of this because she's feeling like, I don't have anything to say. What's all this time? What am I going to do with all this time in the second session? When she opened her feelings, she began to say, all kinds of things that were so meaningful to her and helped her realize that <coughs> her, there were certain agonies that were making her afraid to open to life at that point, to being with who she was with at that moment, myself, and with her inner self, and understanding being in connection with her husband. and. Her children it was all affected by the sense that she had nothing to say so there's all this time in front of her and why is she wasting coming to a therapy session when all this pain opened up and she realized what was going on you know the second session seemed very very important very because all this meaning came to her and then she no longer had this feeling that oh such an effort to come because it sense that it was such an effort It was because she had so much bottled up inside, it made the pressure of coming from the outside so difficult. So we understood this together. We also understood that when she first came in and was going to tell me that she thought maybe she should cut down to once a week because she was feeling like she didn't have enough to say, that she was afraid to say it because she was projecting onto me Her, she was fantasizing that I would look disappointed and I would look like I was judging this and feeling that she was letting me down, disappointed. This was a parental image she was projecting onto me. When she saw that I didn't respond that way and that I just wanted to understand with her what she was feeling or not feeling, then... She realized this was coming from inside of her, and this was this fear that she was always going to disappoint the other was also related to her concept of time because it was related to a sense that she was always letting the other down. She didn't have enough to give, she wouldn't have enough inside, she wouldn't be able to perform, she wouldn't be able to produce. She it, it all came together in the sense that she was a loser, she wasn't good enough, she was a failure, her parents were disappointed in her, and now she carries this feeling that I would be disappointed because it's a projection of her own sense that she's always a disappointing person. So all that was tied in with her sense of time. Once she saw that she had conscious control over opening the doors to a free flow of organic thought and feeling and that as normal human beings as healthy human beings we're always have something to say because we always have thoughts and feelings flowing through us and that she wasn't any lesser than anyone else in that that she wasn't inadequate and just didn't have anything to say then she felt really full and and able to see how a process of twice a week work was moving her forward and that also related to her feeling that in her life she could go forward with things and that she could start to see herself differently not as this loser who didn't have enough inside who was inadequate who was disappointing her parents but as somebody who was really just learning about how her psychology of her mind worked so that she could open the doors when she was unconsciously closing them and putting herself in a state where time became persecutory because it was demanding something she couldn't deliver and she then could relinquish persecutory time and the flow of feeling held in time and held in the therapeutic space with me as a therapist held within her own body where she nurtured her inner self and could still connect with her deepest child self and her feelings from the deepest um, beginnings of life. When she could feel all that together, then time was also holding and benign, and mortality was no longer a terrible threat, but rather was just a reality we live with but it wasn't impinging on her and making her think as she had been thinking just recently that she was going to die very soon. Then she realized that 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 thought was a symptom of time closing in on her and seeing it as persecutory and she could go back to a normal sense of mortality. Balanced by a sense that she could be in the moment, have a sense of that infinite flow of things that we continue to think and feel all the time. And therefore that there's a certain immortality within us, a sense of the eternal now that philosophers have talked about. And that's our topic for today on Time as an Object.